and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 30 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your social media stories, If you are listening on the iTunes podcast app, we would also greatly appreciate if you could please leave us a rating and write us a review as well. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can also find by just Googling The Bodybuilding Dietitians or clicking any of the links in our show notes below or our Instagram bios. And like we always say, we don't just coach physique athletes, we coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. So without further ado, Jack, take the floor. Cool, so this is the fifth week of my prep and we're recording this on a Sunday, so about to enter the sixth week from tomorrow, which will be 19 weeks out. And overall, like things have been really good. This is the first week back from my deload as well, which just worked very well as well and couldn't be any happier with with how i'm feeling this current week like i'm going into exercises in a good position and so for a lot of the compounds i'm basically dropping those to the beginning of the rep range from where i started previously Um, for some of them especially the leg day ones i'm more so starting a little bit lighter and then building back up to where i finished last block so if i can start and end where i finished last block for some of for mainly like squats Um, Maybe RDLs as well. RDLs I'll probably push up a bit higher, but it's mainly squats where I didn't feel comfortable starting where I finished at last time because the intensity was too high. And I don't want to start with with zero reps in reserve or at a failure for for squats and then do another six weeks of that. That's not my goal. Yeah, very (laughs) smart move there. (laughs) And But yeah, in terms of the pressing, I'm starting on this similar weight. Mainly for, for me, machine-based pressing, that's going well. I think I can still progress. For my Barbo OHP, this will probably be the last block where I have that in. And I mean, I'd just be happy to maintain a rep range at 90 kilos for that, for like six to eight reps. Yeah, exactly. And that's damn impressive, you know, because you are almost 10 kilograms down from your heaviest weight during your improvement season. And you're still OHPing a pretty damn similar weight to what you were when you were around 94 kilograms, correct? Mm. Yeah. So I was OHPing 92.5 for, I think the best I got was three by seven and now I'm doing 90 kilos and I was doing three by eight at the end of last block. Man, that is so impressive for 10 kilograms of body weight loss. That's damn, that's impressive for a pushing movement. (laughs) Thanks. Well, it'll be 10 kilos by the end of this block. It's around how many kilos? Around eight kilos now. Mm -hmm. Almost there. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the training scene. I haven't really changed much about this block. The only thing I've changed, as I mentioned last week, was subbing out some Nordic hamstring curls for a machine variant. Mm-hmm. How did that feel this week? It felt good. It felt like I can just focus on the movement, not have to worry about anything else. And it's a new movement that I can pursue as well that should be fairly easy to keep going for the coming cycle, uh, mesocycles. So that, that went very well. Yeah, I don't. there's not too much else to add in terms of, of training. Mm-hmm. Just um, ticking along for this six-week block. Six week block 
we are going on holidays though at the end of the next week which mm -hmm. um is exciting and we will be going to a different gym there so i'm just gonna have to i'm not too worried but i'm just gonna have to choose movements that are similar and just go via intensity at least i will be able to still do the foundation movements like squat rdl ohp those will all be very similar yeah and luckily you know we're holidaying in noosa it's kind of like our annual yearly holiday uh we holiday there every single year you know around the time of december right just mm. for a week which is always really something to look forward to and for the past couple of years we've always trained at frank's right yeah. so at least we're pretty familiar with their setup with the equipment that they have i think it's been many many years since that place has gotten new equipment so <laughs> yeah. at least you know what to expect and you know you can already pre-plan some different variations you might have to do yeah that's true. Mm -hmm. It is a it's a nice gym though. Like I just, yeah, it's nice. I'd say it's I'd say it's a nice gym. You know, it's like yeah, a beachy they just gym. They get a bit annoyed at you if you grunt a bit too much or if you drop some weights. And yeah, stuff I like think that. you did. You slammed like you know. Some I was doing tricep push down and I did the last rep and it just fell onto the stack and someone got a little bit antsy at me. But <laughs> yeah, well, good luck to me doing dead stop hip thrust, man. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> Hopefully I uh, don't get in trouble. Cool. So that's training for me. Pretty simple stuff. And there are a few more changes in terms of nutrition this week. So before I get stuck into nutrition, my body weight has changed somewhat. And basically the end of last week, it was around 86.2 kilos. And that was a 0.7 kilo drop from the week before. And then at the end of this week, I was on average 85.8. So that was just over a 0.4 kilo drop. Mm -hmm. And in light of that, so I'm basically going to be making another nutrition change this week. For a lot of people, like that seems like very good weight loss, which it is. And it mm -hmm. has been very consistent so far. I've lost a very good amount of weight. up coming up to four, three and a half, four kilos now. Mm -hmm. However, because my rate of loss, I'm choosing it to be 0.75%. For this, these first 10 weeks of training or 10 weeks of the diet, uh, I need to lose about 0.7 kilos on average. And I've kind of hit that point where I'm not going to lose 0.7 kilos this coming week. So I need to make a change now and get ahead of it rather than, sure, I could wait another week and see if I will. But like I'm feeling great, food is still high and training is still going well and I'd rather be a bit more aggressive yeah so um, take advantage of it you know when you're in that good headspace and you physiologically feel yeah. like yeah i'm ready to do a push rather than yeah. falling behind and then having to catch up when you're very low energy <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing worse than being five weeks out and needing to lose three kilos yeah that's rough <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i'm making that choice so to give you a recap on my macros um before i make this cut i'm currently at 400 carb for six days of the week and 575 carb for one day of the week mm -hmm. and where are your fats and protein so fats are at 60 grams per day and protein is at 250 grams per day so protein and fat will again be staying the same for this cut however my carbohydrates will drop to 325 on low days and i'll be having five of those low days instead of six now and i'll be upping carbs to uh, sorry, lowering carbs on my high days to 525 uh, for two high days now. So in total, it comes down to around 175 calories loss per day. And um, yeah, the reason why it's not more than that is because I've added in that extra high day. 
And from, from experience, this works really well for me. I, I enjoy basically two high days basically carries over to three training sessions because I get all that stored glycogen for that third session. And I can put those two high days on my harder training sessions and have a good time on those days. And it's kind of just like the psychology of waiting for those high days. And um, it, I find that it helps with the dieting process as well. And I've just got a lot of tricks up my sleeve in terms of maximizing volume. And I will be changing nutrition choices a little bit this week to, to accommodate for that lowering in carbs. Absolutely. So, you know, welcome to my world. So I guess now we're both on the exact same dieting split, right? We're running low days from Saturday till Wednesday and then two high days on Thursday and Friday. So if you guys want to hit us up when we're in a good mood, eating a good amount of food, (laughs) hit us up on a Thursday or a Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm always in a good mood. I don't know about you. Oh, oh, of course. (laughs) So yeah, so I guess I can go into a bit more depth on the nutrition changes I'm making because 75 carbs is a bit of a drop compared to, um, so 325 to 400. So I'm going to have to change quite a lot. And starting at breakfast, I'm basically cutting out the cereal I was having. So I'm adding 50 grams more oats, kind of just volumizing the oats now, keeping in the yogurt with that meal. So it's basically some oats, blueberries, yogurt, cinnamon. Um, yeah, so that was an easy cut, just cutting out the Milo cereal, which I'll still have, mm-hmm. have on my high days though. And having that for the first time this morning, right? Did you feel like you were more satiated? Yeah, definitely. Like. At this point, I'm not really getting hungry and touch wood, cross your fingers, whatever. Like <laughs> I, I'm hoping that hunger won't really be that much of an issue throughout this prep. Like I'll, obviously I want to eat more, but like not the hunger which keeps you up at night or like you feel like tearing your hair out and stuff like that. Yeah. Counting like, you know, looking at the clock, counting down the minutes. When can I eat again? Mm. Because I feel like my meal timing is quite good and to like... My calories just aren't going to get super crazy low either, which I'm very fortunate about. And I can play around with my food choices. I have no issues with eating. If I'm hungry, I'll just eat 200 grams of fiber a day. Yeah. Like <laughs> if it comes to that, I'll do it even, or I'll just suck it up and embrace it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it depends how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're having more oats for breakfast, Milo cereals out. What, how have your other meals changed? So I'm cutting out the bread at lunch. Um, so I was having six slices of bread at lunch and I'm just having couscous now, which is similar volume, but just more satiating. And it's a, it's a similar volume despite being less carbs. And with that, I'm just having some veg, some chicken, some uh, fat sauce, like avo or nuts, whatever it may be. And you can probably add more dietary fat now to that meal, like additionally, like you can probably have more avocado now mm. because it's the no, couscous is lower in fat than the bread would have been. Not surprisingly, not by much. Really? Yeah, because they don't add any fat to the to the bread. Damn! What brand of bread is this? Helga's, mate. Okay. <laughs> what? How how many grams of fat per slice? Do you know? I think it was for six slices around eight grams of fat, and okay. the couscous is like six point five. Oh, okay. Well, prove me wrong, man. Plus, the, and doubling, not doubling, but adding more oats increased the fat of my breakfast. Too. Yeah, they are sneakily high, man. They just they sneak them in, but hey, tastes good. So, what about post workout and dinner time? Have you changed that? Yeah, so post workout is basically the same, just lowering the amount of flour in my protein cake. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of going to the nice cream train, but. 
I don't think I'm at that point yet. <laughs> and I also told Jack, you better think about getting your own food processor, mite. Because <laughs> yeah. we'd be having nice cream at the same time. So, yeah, sorry. Well, of course, we could have two going at the same time, but I'm not I have willing to. Super wet, though. Okay. But you can't make nice cream. Like, you can make a I would thick argue that smoothie. it's better in a Nutribullet. Mm, not nearly as voluminous. No, it's we'll much better in a food presser. It, yeah. <laughs> that's that's post workout. And then dinner is just adding a bit more veg to that. It's just veg and kangaroo, some olive oil, which is, uh, I really like. And it's, it all comes down to the palatability of foods to me. Like you wouldn't catch me eating this type of food at 700 carbs per day mm. because like the palatability of the food I'm eating is low. Like it's just some plain couscous with some salt and chicken and avocado. Like that sounds amazing to me right now, but in the off season, that would have been quite tough for me to eat. And usually I would have gone stuck to a bread-based product or toast with jam, raisin bread, etc. Yeah, exactly. And that's another trick up your sleeve, you know, like, and that's generally the recommendation is that when you do start dieting down, don't try to make food super palatable, right? Like mm. don't try to put sugar-free everything, you know, on, on top of your food and make it like as delicious as possible, right? Like, of course you can still eat foods that still taste really good and put spices on them and stuff. But like sometimes, man, just having things like plain oats, plain fruit, you know, some chicken mm. breasts, like whole grains and stuff, it really satiates you. But after the meal, like you're not digging yourself into a hole of like wanting more than yeah. you really need to, right? Keeps your hunger at bay. Yeah, that's important to touch on because if you are adding like a lot of Sweden stuff or trying to change a meal to make it taste, in your opinion, better, like why are you doing that? You're doing it because you think it'll make you less hungry. Because mm -hmm. if hunger is the issue, then that's not the way to solve hunger. <laughs> um, it's That's the way if you have a craving or a perceived craving to make that craving worse sometimes. Yeah. And that's why I don't do it. Like I'll add enough flavor to a food to make it taste like something. Mm -hmm. For example, in my oats in the morning, I'll add 10 grams of protein powder to flavor it slightly because not even I can eat plain oats at the moment like that's not really palatable at yeah, this stage yeah same like i'll add some raw cocoa powder but i probably i won't like i won't like drizzle on some sugar-free chocolate sauce you mm. know and then put a teaspoon of coconut oil on top because i'm gonna finish those oats and be like those were so goddamn good yeah. i'm gonna be thinking about them You'll for the next day staring at the bowl after. yeah until i can eat them again tomorrow morning and i'll be so food focused right yeah. so yeah, you're going to be hungry regardless. So like, you know, you need to find that balance between obviously eating foods you enjoy. It doesn't need to be so plain Jane that you're just like, oh, I hate my life, right? Like I see some people like, and their coaches say they can only put like, you know, lemon juice and some pepper on their, on their asparagus mm. or something. I'm like, come on, man, a little bit of paprika, a little bit of rosemary, a little bit of salt. You can afford that, but yeah, maybe don't, you know, drizzle a whole bunch of these, you know, artificial sauces and things like that. No, we're not yeah. telling you what to do, but we're just trying we're to give saying, you a little bit of advice yeah, on what we try. do. Yeah, totally. And that's pretty much it for me today in terms of training and nutrition. Things have just been going well. Uh, in terms of body weight, what I'm trying to get to by the end of this coming week is 85.4. And then like I've made this neat little thing on Excel, which I've talked about, which is basically subtracting like 0.75% of my body weight each week. And I've set it up into phases. So like after this next block of training, I'm going to be losing 0.6 and then towards the end of prep 0.5. So it all works out nice and neat. And that way I, I know I'm not falling behind at all. And I can, st I'm just a very objective person. So I like comparing numbers to numbers. And so like 
in the next five weeks of this block, I'll be going from like around 86, which is where I'm at now to 82.9 and then deloading with a diet break and then starting a slightly slower rate of loss at 0.6% of my body weight. Sweet. Sounds like a plan. And does that have you getting ready on show day, you know, like by the 10th of April or does that have you ready like two weeks before or something? So because there's going to be a decent amount of time after the first show, I decided to get it ready like on peak week or the, mm-hmm. the week before peak week. Nice. And But that's going for a slower rate of loss anyway. So like I might even be able to bump food up and still lose weight leading into that first show. And I don't, I guess I don't need to be ready early for the first show in a sense. It helps uh, to reverse into it, but I feel like I have a good good um, strategy down pat. Yeah, I'm along the exact same line of thinking, you know, because I'll be competing in IFBB in around 14 weeks from now, right? But then it's going to be, that's at the end of February and our predicted shows are gonna run from February through to the end of May, Mm. right? So that's a solid three months. I'm like, I don't need to be ready prior to my first show if I've just then got another three months ahead of me. I'll just be ready for that first show and it will guarantee that I'm ready for the other ones. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that if you do get ready early for your first show more by accident, then great, you've done it. You can reverse into it. Mm -hmm. But I don't see an issue with just getting ready for your first show on time and then you can reverse from there. Yeah. And then you don't have to like suffer for for longer than you need to basically yeah exactly and it really does pay off obviously if you've got shows coming up over like the next month and a half to two months to three months so yeah play it out smart right obviously if someone had if they scheduled their shows and it was like back to back to back across three weeks then yeah it might pay off to be ready you know Mm. two weeks before the first show but it really just depends on that timeline yeah i guess the last thing i'll say is like this plan the only way, reason it might go wrong is if like I don't need to get as lean as what I thought I did or as lower body weight mm. because I'm around 86 now and what I've got down here is like 77.5. So that's still another eight and a half kilos, which could be right, could be one or two kilos off. I got a feeling you're going to compete closer to the 78s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, only half a kilo off then. Mm -hmm. Or 79s or I don't know, who who knows, carved up 80? (laughs) No, but you'll definitely be heavier than you were last. Like last prep, the lowest you got down to was like 74. Mm. So you've definitely got a solid few kilograms on top of that. I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. Plus extra leanness on top of that. Don't need to hope, man. You've put in the work. We know you do. (laughs) Just don't lose it in these next 20 weeks of dieting. (laughs) Don't plan to. Good. I'll let you head over onto your week and what you got up to. Yeah, so pretty much like I just mentioned, right now I have been dieting for the past eight weeks. Boy, has that flown. It's been almost two months now, but I've been dieting now for eight weeks and I am predicting them around 14 weeks out from my first show, which will be the IFBB Queensland State Show. IFBB Australia did just announce that their shows will be going ahead for season A and they are predicting as usual to have all the state shows in February and then hopefully Arnold's or some sort of nationals in March. So still going off previous year's timelines, which is awesome. So 14 weeks out from that show. And just like you, we know we're guaranteed to be 20 weeks out from our first ICN show, which is super exciting. But yeah, I just feel like I'm in a really good position right now. I uh, took some progress photos and uploaded those to my page yesterday. Just like a few front shots of like my IFBB front shot and my ICN front shot. And 
this past week with that previous little nudge that I did with my macros. So last week I just did a slight carb drop on my lower days from 250 grams of carbs down to 225 grams of carbs. I kept protein at 160 grams per day and dropped fats from 40 grams down to 35 grams. And then I kept my high days on Thursday and Friday the exact same, just bringing carbohydrates up to 350 grams. But this week did break into those 64 kilograms, which is awesome. So this morning woke up at 64.8, which is epic. And that is down on average by 500 grams from last week, which is fantastic. So that's really good. And so that's got me now at 3.3 kilograms down from my highest weight. And it's pretty nuts, you know, because Exactly this time last year when I was in prep, I was sitting at 62.9 kilograms. So I'm a solid two kilograms heavier right now. But Jack and I have been putting progress photos up next to one another. And dude, despite being two kilograms heavier, I just look so much better. Two kilos leaner. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy, dude. Honestly, like just getting straight to work and building our own gym in this freaking dining room through COVID, you know, and just, oh, I'm so happy with how my physique is coming along and just the way that I've been able to develop in such a short period of time, just put everything I possibly can into this and really do my best to just grow like a weed. (laughs) But I'm just, I'm really, really happy. So I feel like I'm sitting in a really good position right now. So yeah, into those 64s. And like I've spoken about, I'm still aiming to compete around 59 to 59 and a half. So still got about five to five and a half kilograms left to lose across these next 14 weeks, which should be very doable given my rate of loss already. So yeah, well on track. And most of all, despite scale weight, like I'm just really happy with how I'm looking. I'm really happy with how I'm feeling, really happy with how I'm performing in the gym. And yeah, things are just going really excellent right now. It's um it's really exciting. And it just it just goes to show guys like throughout your fitness journey, take as many photos as you can, okay? Beg your boyfriend or your girlfriend to be like, "Hey, <laughs> can you take a picture of me even though you took one yesterday?" You know, and keep these things and document them because it's so cool to go back and compare photos side by side when you are, you know, at the same point out from a certain goal or you know, you are the same body weight or something like that and just looking how much your hard work has truly paid off, hopefully it has, and how different your physique truly looks. So very exciting times right now, feeling really good. So given that, you know, a big drop on average of 500 grams, I'm just keeping my nutrition the same for this next coming week and hopefully drop down into those mid 64s, which I've got a very good feeling about. And I guess this will be actually the last week of my training before I deload when we go to Noosa. So coming up on my ninth week of training in prep. And, you know, obviously everything's been super smooth sailing, still been able to progress in a lot of movements and also just maintain performance in a lot of movements, particularly my pushing movements, which I've been, you know, really happy about because last year I was still doing incline hammer strength chest press around this time. And I was only doing sets of 10 with 40 kilograms. Now I'm doing sets of 10 to 12 with 50 kilograms, right? So like, and same with like my OHP for matched reps, I'm lifting like five extra kilograms now. Same, like dumbbells are much heavier. Obviously hip thrusts are significantly heavier. Leg press, Bulgarians, like all these things, I've really been able to maintain and continue to build a lot of strength. So 
it's just, uh, it's going really well. But, you know, coming up to this final week, so week nine of just training in our normal gyms with our normal routine before we go to Noosa for a week, train at Frank's, and then I'm going to deload. So how are you going to deload though? Yeah, so with that, pretty much what I'm planning to do is we're still going to go to the gym five days per week because you're still following your same schedule. And I'm probably going to still do very similar movements to what I'm doing right now. My full body program is going exceptionally well right now. I don't really see a need to change anything about it. If anything, I'm probably just going to come back from my deload and just continue with the same program because it's working really well for me. It's a nice setup of tinkered around and found out what I can recover from, what I can't when I'm training full body every single day. But pretty much at Noosa, right, training five days of the week, still going to be doing full body, pretty similar movements, but I'm actually just not going to be tracking it, to be honest. Like, I'm actually going to give myself a little bit of freedom from having to actually go into my spreadsheets and actually having to log every single set, every single rep, every single weight, especially because we'll be using a lot of different machines and, you know, different equipment and stuff like that. So just giving myself that almost like mental deload and that little break from having to be so meticulous with my tracking, because sometimes I feel like I just need a little bit of of a break from that. You know, I love to train. I love to move my body. I love to exercise. I love to lift weights, but sometimes you just want to go into the gym and you just want to train. You know what I mean? Definitely. Especially on holiday. Yeah, absolutely. So just going to take full advantage of that, you know, and not worry about like, oh, I was doing lap pull down with this weight, you know, at world's gym, Mount Gravatt, but this machine's completely different at, you know, Frank's I'm only going to be here for a week. Should I even log this kind of thing? So, and they have different lap pull down machines there and stuff, different leg presses, really cool uh, leg extensions as well. Mm. So I'm just going to enjoy it, man. Just train, just have fun. And uh, yeah, just give myself that little bit of a mental break, but also deloading as well. I'm not going to be pushing for PBs on things just like, you know, pretty much still keeping my volume pretty similar. I'm only doing around three sets for most exercises right now. I do like four sets for chin-ups, but other than that, maybe just bringing down intensity a little bit, not taking anything to failure, but truly just enjoying the week of training while we're on holiday, training at a different gym and just having fun. Yeah. And then getting right back in and, you know, then it will be 10 weeks. Go time. Be go time. Yeah. It's always go time with us, but (laughs) it'll be go time at Frank's. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I guess that's body composition. That's nutrition. That's training for this next coming week. You know, other than that, it's been a solid week. I'm just, I'm really freaking happy in life right now. And it's kind of funny because I see one of my PT clients every single Friday. He has his own gym set up and I used to train him for years at UQ Sports. So when I moved away from UQ Sport, he still lives in our similar area. So I drive to his house once a week and I do a PT session with him, which is really fun. But he always asks me, he's like, so how was your week? And I'm like, my week was freaking awesome. And he's always joking. He's like, man, you always have a good week. And what's the secret? The secret is just living a life that you freaking love and creating it, right? Like I don't, I I do everything every single day that genuinely makes me happy, right? Like, and I've worked for many, many years to get to this point, right? Obviously 
going through school, going through university, working at, you know, multiple different jobs as a waitress and work at UQ Sport for so many years with just chaotic schedules, right? Like when we were at uni, you had to be at specific places at specific times, working on other people's schedules. And you might have a morning shift at 4.45 in the morning, or you might have to close the gym at 11.30 at night, whatever it may be. My schedule was always freaking changing. But ever since we started working for ourselves and we graduated, right? Like I just have a solid routine that every single week it's very similar, but every single day I'm doing the things that I love, right? Like I've truly created a life that I absolutely love. I can wake up and I can fall asleep when I want. You know, I can go for walks when I want. I can listen to what I want and read what I want. I can interact with whoever I want. I can exercise when I want. I can eat what I want. Like I can go swimming when I want. I can go to the beach when I want, you know, like, I just feel like finally I'm in a position in life where I've set up this routine, which I've been dreaming of for years of having, and I'm finally living it out. And man, it just makes me so freaking happy. So yeah, every day pretty much is a good day. And I don't just say that because I'm some crazy optimist or, you know, enthusiast or something, but truly I'm just in love with life right now. It's it's going really well, you know, it's going and it's only going to keep getting better. I'm just so excited for these weeks to keep going along, you know, and then we're getting a new dog in January. I don't know if we mentioned that. Have we mentioned that yet? Uh, maybe. Uh, well, if we haven't prep brain moment, we can't even remember what we speak about on the podcast, but if we haven't mentioned that surprise, we are actually getting another border collie because Sam deserves a friend and we want a family of four. And yeah, so we're actually getting a border collie from the same breeders and it's going to be a brother from another mother. So it's Sam's half brother, half brother. Yeah. So same father, different mother. That's right. Brother from another mother. Same color though. Yeah, so it's uh, his name. Should we say his name? Yes. Okay. So his name is going to be Boston, and he is a chocolate merle border collie, just like Sam. So he's going to have that white, but he's also going to have, you know, that beautiful brown. He's even got a bit of blue on him, a little bit of black on him, just... The coat is so unique and beautiful. Can't wait to meet him. And the breeders are up in Gimpy, which is quite close to Noosa. So we actually get to meet him for the first time next week. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited to do it all again. And there was another big life event this week. Oh, yes. Did go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Will you leave it at that? Uh, I guess I can give a few details. I won't tell them the exact details, but essentially... I have decided to buy myself a new car and the car isn't quite in the country yet, but I have put down a deposit for this car and Jack and I were able to go for a test drive in the demo version of this car this past week. And let's just say that I am really excited as well for 2021 to pretty much be buying my dream car. So Mm. very excited. We're going to have two border collies in the back going to the beach and, uh, I guess you guys will have to wait until January to see what type of car it is. Please send me a message if you can guess. What kind of car do you think I would drive if I could drive any car? Mm, that would be, I'm keen to hear those guesses. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, just as a heads up for everyone, Tierra, Tierra's current car is a pretty crappy Nissan Micra. Yeah, but that's a car that I bought off, you know, someone on car sales. And I know, it's a, it's cheap a uni student. Up. Like, it's not like you're going from... A Mercedes Benz to oh, yeah. whatever it is now. Yeah. So it's... right now I just drive this thing with four wheels and luckily the air conditioning works. You know, yeah. we've got a blanket in the back that dogs can <laughs> go on. 
<laughs> but let's just say my the new suspension squeaks. <laughs> yes, sure, it is very squeaky. Uh, but let's just say that this new car that I'm buying is definitely a step up. So I'm very, very excited. Should be good. But man, it drives well. So, boy, let's uh, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll wrap, we'll wrap things up. Awesome. And as per usual, we'll finish on something that we want to improve on this week. I want to know what you want to improve on. Cool. So basically the hardest movement for me right now is squats. And I just want to make sure that I perform them safely and I bring the intensity for that movement. And hopefully I can improve on last week. And that's kind of what I want to improve on. And mainly because it's the exercise that makes me most nervous, most anxious for that session and everything else is going smoothly so just want to knuckle down and get that get that squat session done and i don't know if this it helps me kind of envisioning it like this but i only squat once a week there's 20 weeks left until the first show as 20 squat sessions but to be honest it might be my last squat session might be switching it to another exercise either after this coming week or maybe next block because it's just starting to become very very like back dominant like it'll be the the back that's kind of having to lever the weight up mm-hmm. almost like in a even though i do high bar squat it doesn't feel like that it kind of feels like that my legs have enough power but my back is just wanting to uh, drop the drop the barbell basically yeah and at the end of the day right you're really just trying to put a stimulus on your quads yeah right? totally yeah so you've had a few discussions with alan about other variations that we could that you could potentially do, but I guess we'll inform people of that if they actually happen. Yeah, totally. Man, I'm in the exact same boat, to be honest. Like, I count down the weeks for things. Like, I I only do Bulgarian split squats once per week. I only do Smith Machine lunges once per week, but I'm like, freaking heck, you know, 14 more weeks until I'm on stage. I can do these Bulgarians for three sets per week for 14 more times, you know? Like, just push freaking through. It's one time per week. Just get it done. Mm, totally. Yeah. And what do you want to improve on? Well, actually, on that note, I think I want to improve my Bulgarians. <laughs> uh, so right now I'm doing them with 28 kilogram kettlebells in each hand, which is pretty damn heavy. You know, that's almost my body weight. So it's pretty heavy. But I have gotten to the point where I've completed it twice now. I've done, I do three sets of 12 on each leg with the 28 kilogram kettlebells. But because I've matched that performance, I don't necessarily want to go up in weight per se. The next kettlebells up are 32 kilograms and I don't want to carry dumbbells. Like kettlebells are so much more comfortable I find for Bulgarians compared to dumbbells. So what I'm going to try to do tomorrow when I'm doing my Bulgarians is just go up to 13 reps per leg. Yeah. But like even matching performance, man, they're still freaking tough. Like I- How come you don't switch to Smith Machine? I do Smith Machine. But not Bulgarians. No, I wouldn't do Bulgarian Smith Machine squat. I'm already doing Smith Machine lunges, right? Mm. So I want a little bit of variation there. Like, they are a biatch, but they're one of the reasons why my quads look so different now compared to what they looked like in March, right? So I owe it to those things. I'm not backing down, right? I'm just doing the tough stuff, but pretty much just going to try to just increase my performance by just doing at least 13 reps rather than 12 because... Yeah, I don't want to go up to the 32 kilogram kettlebells. Like, again, I reckon I could probably keep doing, no joke, like three by 12 per leg for the next few weeks and it would still be so goddamn hard. You know, my legs, my glutes, everything is just shaking. My heart's beating out of my chest, but I'm just like, I did it last week. I can do it again, right? It's really just, it's almost mental capacity. You just have to push through. 
Totally. I know that feeling. Yeah. All right. Dear Bulgarians, guys. But we will actually be catching you in two weeks from now because we, again, are going on holiday and I think we deserve a little break. We've been pretty damn consistent with this podcast, not going to lie, you know, the last 30 weeks. So yeah, we will catch you guys for a Road to 2021 update in two weeks when we get home. But if you did enjoy it, of course, please feel free to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag myself, tag Jack, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.